the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And in this corner, weighing in with his take on current events, the smarty of the party, the mighty might from the right, the heavyweight of debate, the man who's in cahoots with the grassroots, the broadcaster master, Jimmy Sangenberger. Merry Christmas, hour number three. Final hour on this Christmas Eve Eve edition of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS. Listener text coming in. That was a beautiful version. I think it was Away in a Manger. Laughed out loud at your Santa routine. Yeah, that was a lot of fun earlier in the first hour with Jimmy Viles calling in as a Santa this morning with some fun uh, satire and bits that we did then. If you missed it when the podcast is up later, be sure to check it out. But I did have the question come in from this listener. Who sang that song, Jimmy, as far as Away in a Manger? It was answered by Alexa, in essence, who texted in from Littleton. Nice version by Eric Clapton. Yes, indeed. The rock legend himself, Eric Clapton, did that from his album, Happy Xmas. Came out several years back. Really good Christmas album. Fun take on White Christmas, Away in a Manger, other Christmas classics, and some other tunes that you may not have ever heard of, but for perhaps listening on this station to yours truly with the best Christmas bumper music known to man. We've got more Christmas music coming up on the program. In fact, I think I think Blake will go to this break with uh, another Kenny Wayne Shepherd Christmas tune because I just found out he had these Christmas songs. And boy, was it fun having him on the show this past summer along with Joe Bonamassa. Separate interviews, but we had them both on and they were just tremendous, tremendous treats. We'll be looking back. Uh, we usually do this with our good friend Jeff Crump. I'm sure we'll have him on next Saturday morning as we look back. Annual tradition on the program at those we lost in the music world this year. We will also have Biff Gore in studio for next Saturday's show. Dr. Biff Gore, the ambassador of soul, our annual Christmas, or excuse me, New Year's Eve, or in this case, New Year's Eve Eve tradition. He'll be coming by for some musical jams and great conversation. Always one of those tremendous treats that we get to have here 
on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show on an annual basis. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number if you'd like to join in to the festivities. We are open lines this hour. You can also text into the show on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. Again, 303-696-1971, our telephone number. Uh, Back on to this topic. I have a couple more things. On the topic of the Colorado Supreme Court's absurd decision to disqualify him from the ballot. Now, Donald Trump from the ballot. Now, Trump will end up on the ballot. They put a stay on their decision once he files an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. That stay will be rendered, it will be extended until the Supreme Court rules its decision. Which shows you how uh, not so confident Colorado Supreme Court was in its decision for it to be overturned. Because it will be overturned most likely. Hopefully unanimously. But the political implications, the presidential implications, this is this is staggering. Well, Hugh Hewitt was on Fox this week. And he blasted the Colorado decision and then had an interesting exchange with Jessica Tarlov, one of the Democrats that's always on Fox. But here's Hugh, who, of course, himself is a constitutional law professor, blasting this decision. Well, the legal impact, Brad, I have never been more ashamed of a court in the United States history. I think this will go down in infamy as maybe one of the most ridiculous decisions by a state Supreme Court rendered in the course of American history. It truly is uh, worthy of scorn. I'm, I'm at a loss for words, but I've got the dissents here. Justice Samore, who dissented, said this flies in the face of due process doctrine. Justice Burton Cotter says the majority's approach seems to have no discernible limits. And the chief justice, Justice Boatwright, wrote, I would hold that a request to disqualify a candidate under Section 3 is not a proper cause of action under Colorado's election quote. Therefore, I would dismiss. It should be overturned by the Supreme Court. It is interfering with the election. And the people who are most angry ought to be Governor DeSantis, Ambassador Haley, and Governor Christie, because the Colorado Supreme Court is stepping on their campaigns and interfering with their election. I I think that's well said. And he cited one of the dissents from Chief Justice Boatwright and what he wrote in his dissent. And I I think that it is important then to to go back here to a text that had come in. And I'm trying to find it from a listener early on in the program who had texted in specifically – There we go. Jay from Louisville had asked, does the Colorado election law allow the court to do what it did? And if so, should it? You just heard Hugh Hewitt cite an excerpt from the chief justice's dissent arguing, no, it does not. And as I pointed out earlier, Whether that's the case or not in Colorado election law, it doesn't seem like that would be appropriate in federal law permitted under the federal constitution because we're talking about a candidate for the presidency of the United States, a nationwide office. And to have that person 
um, on the ballot as a major contender in 49 other states. And then you got the others. Like, there are state requirements for getting on to a ballot, of course. That's how you don't have Green Party candidates in every state or what have you. And those are long-held traditions, but uh, policies and, and so forth. This is a, a different story because this is having a Supreme Court in this case in a state, but a state court nonetheless, make this decision, take it upon themselves to make a decision like this to disqualify a particular candidate versus the basic here are the qualifications and the standards, and this is a standard that doesn't exist and that doesn't apply. Now, Jay in Louisville himself, he says, an attorney uh, pointed out earlier to this point that I just raised, exactly, maybe they strike or limit Colorado law. Um, that could be the case, but that is if they actually determine that Colorado law allows this in the first place, which I'm skeptical of. Now, Hugh Hewitt then had a little bit of an exchange with Jessica Tarlov. Take a listen to this. And Donald Trump is the only person running for president who challenged our Constitution. The one who said, actually, this election should not stand and asked Mike Pence to, quote, do the right thing. That is not something stop, that a Democrat stop. ever did. Jessica, this is the worst legal take right, you, ever you, you. It's absurd. It's absolutely. Absolutely absurd for a non-lawyer to sit here and say that minus a, a a confrontation with someone who has not been charged, much less convicted, that the court can take them off the ballot. It is a shameful moment in American jurisprudence. It is like watching a bad high school musical. It is a cringe-inducing <laughs> moment for anyone who's ever taught the law, practiced the law, and Colorado will be scorned for decades because of this, and it will be reversed by the court very, very quickly. And- now, it will be, I would think, as well, but the Trump campaign has to file first. So Joan in Lakewood said that she expects SCOTUS, that's the Supreme Court of the United States, to rule this late on Friday, just before Christmas. I believe they will rule against the Colorado Supreme Court 9-0, to zero, but they'll wait until Friday 12-29, so I think you mean before New Year's. Late afternoon, timing is everything. They can't. Two reasons why. One, the Trump campaign has not filed their appeal yet. The Supreme Court can't take it up until then. Number two, they're not going to schedule a hearing on this within a couple of days, the oral arguments. It's going to take a little bit longer. They'll make it fast. But my guess is you won't see a ruling on this until January or February. But we'll see. We'll see what does end up happening. But I have a piece. Watch for it. Coming out on Tuesday in the Washington Examiner. And I talked about this earlier. In in which I discuss the partisan nature of Colorado's Supreme Court. This is a court that has carried water for Democrats for years. I talked about the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. It's our bulwark against excessive government spending and soaring taxes. It's something Democrats have been going after since really when it was go when it went into effect 30 years ago. They've waged tireless war against this vital protection from the ballot box we saw prop HH and others that 
the voters resoundingly say, nope, we're going to deny you this. To a fails year-long challenge in federal court. They have gone to federal court. And there was a case that proceeded for like a decade and like two years ago. A court, federal court dismissed the case that challenged the constitutionality of Tabor saying, this is a violation of the Constitution's guarantee clause guaranteeing a small r Republican form of government. Because the legislature can't vote to raise taxes itself, they have to go to a vote of the people. An absolutely absurd rationale and one that would eliminate the initiative in all states if it were to be taken up. But they challenged it in federal court. Well, this is the Supreme Court in Colorado. The Colorado Supreme Court is what has said, oh, it's okay for the state legislature to approve tax increases if they call them fees. Oh, it's okay in 2020 for the Democrat-run legislature to go to recess and then come back a few months later because the 120-day legislative session doesn't have to be consecutive, belied by history and the text of the Constitution. An absurd notion. This is the Supreme Court that has upheld multiple unconstitutional state restrictions on gun rights, including the sweeping ban on large-capacity magazines, and the list goes on. So, yes, this is a partisan decision by a partisan Democrat court appointed by Democrats only. I think particularly Hickenlooper and Polis. 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. Let's go to Joe in Arvada. Merry Christmas, Joe. Merry Christmas, Jimmy. What's on your mind? We all agree. We all agree on one thing. This was the wrong decision. What we don't agree on is what what's to be done about it. I heard, you know, several say, well, let's not punish these judges for making an improper evaluation you know it's just a mistake no it isn't a mistake and here's here's the thing these are the the mechanisms of fascism this is exactly what the nazis did i know you're not supposed to bring up that comparison joe if that was the the case then why did they stay their decision and not just automatically say it just a moment What happens is there's this continual encroaching on freedom by the Nazi, oh, excuse me, the fascist party. The fascist party decides we need to go this way. Let's just abandon the rule of law and do it ourselves and see what happens. See if the public opinion supports it. And it does. So, okay, let's move the the ball a little further, a little further. It's the slippery slope. So what is your remedy? So here's the remedy. We all must stand up against this, yes, fascism. It is not the rule of law that's being invoked here. It's just fascist party whim. I, and we must mm, stop I, it. I disagree with that terminology fundamentally, I, especially uh, well, I given this is going to be overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. That is not an example of fascism. Just but let moment. me get what is your remedy? Please put a pin on okay, it. I'm, I'm getting go there. It's simple. Every single Republican, every single independent 
must vote for removal of these judges. Now, I don't know what the Supreme Court balloting is on judges, but I know that regular judges can be voted on and no, they should not continue. And yes, they should be punished. Fascism must now, let me, be Let me punished. say this, Joe. I agree with you that when all of these seven, well, particularly the four, who were behind this, but in general, it's a good thing. I agree with you. Vote them out when when they are up for retention. I think it's every ten years. It's two years when you're appointed initially, and then after that, if you're if you're you get to fill out ten years. I, I'm I think that's right. But either way, I totally agree with you. Using that democratic small d remedy of voting no on retaining these Supreme Court justices is, I think, I would agree with you. The answer here in that regard. We got to run to a break, but there we go. We both agree. Vote no on retaining these justices. And in fact, my policy on judges and retaining judges is the same as it is on legislation that's before us at the ballot. When in doubt, vote no. So if you're not sure about a particular judge or justice, that there's a good reason to keep them in office, I'm in favor of just voting no. At the very least, making a statement reminding them that we the people are who govern our society, our state, our nation, our communities, not the bureaucrats, not the judges, not the people in office that have been elected by us. Fundamentally, it comes down to it. Yes, our society has to be governed by them, but there is a structure to that society. 303-696-1971. We have to go to a break, and I really wanted to get one other uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd Christmas tune in as we go to the break. This is, we, we were talking with Pastor Gino in the last hour, religious conversation this is a religious tune from kenny wayne shepherd entitled christmas must be tonight it's beautiful keep it right here the jimmy sangenberger show 710 knus
talking One of my absolute favorite Christmas songs, top five of all time, Johnny Lang doing a sanctified, bluesified cover of Santa Claus's Back in Town, originally covered, done by Elvis Presley. You gotta love it. Some of the great bluesified Christmas bumpers we've got on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. If you want to check it out yourself, log on to jimmysangenberger.com. All these all the time in Sangenberger. Oh, to uh, jimmysangenberger.com slash bluesified Christmas. Bluesified Christmas. 
And you can listen for yourself to a curated selection of the best Christmas blues that you will find anywhere. Be sure to check it out. Good to be with you. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. News Talk 710 KNUS 303-696-1971. The penultimate show of the year. So we got some reaction. Some strong reaction from the call by Joe in Arvada. One listener. Ridiculous call. Punish judges for doing their jobs because he didn't like the ruling? Idiotic and fascistic in itself. If there's bias or animus in the courts, there are mechanisms for that. But I haven't seen Trump file a claim of malicious prosecution or the civil equivalent anywhere. Okay, a couple of points. Number one, this is the mechanism that Trump has. Filing an appeal in the U.S. Supreme Court. That has not been done yet. That will be done. More on the appeal in a moment because we had a listener question regarding the timeline of this for keeping Trump on the ballot. There isn't a malicious prosecution claim or something like that because that's not, this isn't a prosecution. This was a decision regarding whether or not Trump would be on the ballot. As for punishing judges by voting them out, that I don't think is a fascistic piece because our Constitution in Colorado gives the voters the right to vote on whether or not to retain a justice or a judge, and we can use the criteria we want to in making that determination. That's entirely reasonable, and I would submit to you that there are plenty of partisan decisions that this Supreme Court has done. I write about it a bit in an upcoming op-ed. Watch for it for the Washington Examiner. It'll be posted at WashingtonExaminer.com. So I think that's reasonable and that this is a case that is entirely within bounds to use as a basis. Now, is the Supreme Court of Colorado fascistic for making this decision? No, definitely not. And it is absurd to claim that, especially when they stayed the decision and are recognizing the Supreme Court may act differently here. And last I checked under fascism, you don't have any sort of recourse whatsoever. Well, in this case, you have a recourse, which is called the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, Lynn in Arapahoe County texting in, since ballots have to be printed by January 5th, and I understand the Supreme Court can't rule until an appeal is filed, why wouldn't Trump wait until January 3rd to file an appeal? Do you mean why would he wait? He would then remain on the ballot since there wouldn't be time to review. Is this correct? Okay, wouldn't. Um, Yeah, so here's how the appeal aspect to this works. It doesn't matter. Well, okay, I I see what you mean as far as strategy. The Supreme Court can't rule until an appeal is filed. So why wouldn't Trump wait until January 3rd to file that appeal and then be guaranteed the slot on the ballot because the final certification deadline is January 4th. Yes, I agree. I think you're you're right. So he could wait. And I don't think he would need to because I don't think the Supreme Court is going to do oral argument and then rule on this that quickly. 
I think he could file it on Monday, on Tuesday after Christmas, and still be within a, a tight enough time window that the Supreme Court wouldn't get to it yet. I think January or February later is going to be when you you get a hearing and a ruling on this, oral argument and a ruling on this. Uh, but it would make sense strategically. January 3rd, file it then, the last possible day. Then he gets on the ballot and nothing changes because the the way that this, to be clear, the way that the judges, the justices order or decision was set is there's a stay on implementation through January 4th, which is the ballot certification deadline. So that means he's on the ballot to January 4th. If he files an appeal, then he'll remain on the ballot. If he doesn't file the appeal, then he'll be off the ballot. That's really how it was set up, just to be clear. So that would make sense from a strategic vantage point. Another listener texting in, we vote them out, but our Democratic governor will just appoint another Democrat. Yes, that's true, but I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, a new appointee has just two years guaranteed on the bench, and then they're up for retention, and if they get retained, then they get to fill out uh, a full 10 years, or they have an additional 10 years, one, one or the other. But yes, it, it's true, but hey, at least you send a message to the justices. That would at least be the theory. Lori from Greeley texting, and Joe from Arvada is all about political conspiracy and fear. He is part of the problem with the Republican image to unaffiliated voters, a leveled approach and message to vote no on judge retention would go much further. I uh, agree. Level-headed approach is what is needed to appeal to unaffiliated listeners. Uh, <laughs> unaffiliated listeners. Unaffiliated voters. I don't know how many unaffiliated listeners we have here on 710K in US. By the way, I do appreciate the uh, many Merry Christmas texts that have been coming in this morning as well. Merry Christmas to everyone listening. I would say this as well. I think it's worth mentioning, and I write about it yesterday in the Denver Gazette. Trump gets a Christmas gift. Coloradans get coal. That's the title, the headline of my Friday Denver Gazette column where I lay out why this politically is a gift to Trump and the gift that we'll keep on giving. It'll propel him well into the Iowa caucuses. It sucks up all the oxygen out of the room for Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and their challenges to Trump <clears throat> at the ballot box and in the caucuses. And there's no way, by the way, that Trump is even going to win Colorado. He lost by nearly 14 percentage points. So there, there are all these things that benefit Trump. But here's the other element to this that I think is worth mentioning, is the hypocrisy of the Colorado Republican Party. Look, I, I'm just going to say it. Because there's chatter now about, oh, well, if Trump doesn't get on the ballot, which he will, <clears throat> then we're going to switch to a caucus-only system, which is the dream of the current leadership of the Colorado GOP, a caucus-only system. And they've been pushing for it, and this would just be another excuse for them to do that. Which would, as I have written before, because the GOP has advocated for this before, 
end up disenfranchising a hell of a lot of Republican voters across the state. And not to mention, by the way, that you would have this whole issue of unaffiliated voters that would turn even more towards Democrats because that's the only ballot that they would get and have the opportunity to get. I know we don't want unaffiliated voters in the primary. I agree with that. But they are in the primary. They are participating under Colorado law. And so if they only have the option to get a Democratic ballot and Democrats are the ones who show up in that regard, research shows that you tend to vote for the party whose primary you participated in. And that's a signal that you're going to have more people go in that direction who are unaffiliated voters. It's just in so many levels it is bad, but it is also a disenfranchisement so many people who can't make it over to caucus, who have been had the expectation now of participating in a primary process. Yes, we used to have caucus assembly. We moved past that. People have an expectation. You'll put them into a very precarious position in many instances. You'll frustrate them. You'll confuse them. People don't know how caucus works. That it's it's just a bad idea. But then you also have the Republican Party in this state that deployed its election security committee chairman, Ron Hanks, to explicitly discourage county Republican parties from certifying election results, which five county parties did. They said, nope, we're not going to do this. And let's be clear, by outright discouraging local Republican parties from certifying local election results, refusing to accept the outcome of a Democratic process that the party encouraged, vote no on Prop HH, but if you do, boom, here you go. The state GOP did precisely what they're now criticizing the Supreme Court for, disregarding the voters. That's literally what's going on here. 303-696-1971, that hypocrisy is something you need to be guided by. You can't say, don't screw over the voters and discount them and then do the same thing. Before we go to a break here, Blake's giving me the hook, but I wanted to squeeze in because he's been on the line. Jack in Evergreen. Jack, I only got a minute, brother. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the show. Yeah, same to you. You were talking about Elvis Presley and blues singing. But at the same time, Elvis Presley broke out in Memphis. It was another, probably the best blues singer that ever lived. Came up at the exact same time. His name was John Marshall Alexander, but he recorded under the name of Johnny Ace. Yes. I encourage you to listen to this stuff if you're not familiar with it. And unfortunately, he committed suicide playing uh, Russian roulette, and he died. I don't, I don't think he recorded 10, 12 songs before his life was cut off. But wow. he was the best, best, best male blues singer that ever lived. You know. Uh, anyway, I, 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 I must you to say, to him. I'm embarrassed to say this, Jack. You have called in and mentioned him once or twice before, and I have not listened to him yet. I am going to change that, and I will go and look up Johnny Ace to hear a little bit of what I can record. But he did die at the age of 25. I'm double checking back in 1954 yes. on December 25th on Christmas if, Day. If I could gather up the money i would do the motion picture on him oh I that absolutely would. would sounds amazing hey jack thanks for the call merry christmas bye thank you all right we're going to take a break wrapping up on the other side jimmy sangenberger here with you news talk 710 knus jimmy sangenberger on denver's local talk leader news talk 710 knus
the best time of the year I don't know if there'll be snow But have a cup of cheer Have a holly jolly Christmas And when you walk down the street Say hello to friends you know And everyone you meet Oh, ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see Somebody waits for you, kiss her once for me Have a holy jolly Christmas, and in case you didn't hear Oh, by golly, have a holly jolly Christmas this year have a holly jolly Christmas, one and all. Wrapping up, winding down the penultimate show of the year. Next Saturday, we'll have on Biff Gore, the ambassador of soul. That'll be a blast for some jam and conversation. We'll check in with uh, Jeff Crump, um, who, of course, we always have as well to go uh, through some of the musicians who we lost. He worked for Barry Fay for the for about a decade and was a VP for Live Nation. He tour managed Aerosmith for five years. He's a great guy, Jeff Crump. Always love checking in with him at New Year's. couple final things we want to do as well this morning. Uh, Mark from Weld County texting in a text I've been wanting to get. It feels, in quotes, like the Colorado Supreme Court decision decided the way they did to support other specific Trump reasons, something like it sets up other courts or prosecutors to act on their insurrection conclusion. Maybe something else. Time will tell. That's possible. We'll see. I do think the Supreme Court will overturn it regardless. Be sure to watch for my Washington Examiner op-ed this coming Tuesday on all of this. And real quick, before we got to run, let's go to Mike in Aurora. Good morning, Mike. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too, Jimmy. What's on your mind? uh, Yeah, May I ask personally, are you Jewish? I am not. I'm Catholic. Oh, okay. Okay. But I have Um, had a real strong passion for addressing the issues of anti-Semitism and what's going on in that regard in our country. So do I. I feel like I belong to one of the 13 lost tribes. I feel very Jewish. And if you're born again, Paul says, you're grafted unto the tree of life that is Israel. But uh, I, I don't know where to go from that. But, uh, yeah, this this state uh, court decision, um, how, I, it, it, would, it would be the utter travesty if it stood uncontested. Can it? I don't think it, I hope it does not. What do you mean? Do you I hope I hope the U.S. Supreme Court takes it the case, and it will take it. Down. Yeah, and I we'll, do too. We'll we'll see what they well, do with it. I I suspect that it may be a five uh, to to four or a six to three. Decision very likely six to three decision maybe unanimous I would I would hope so I think it's necessary here uh, to have that happen but Mike I got to run I appreciate it Merry Christmas and thanks for your call Merry you too once again 
This is the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, and we've been having a great time throughout the year of 2023. The final show of the year is next Saturday. Christmas coming up on Monday, Christmas Eve tomorrow. Peter Boyles is in the house. Merry Christmas, brother. How are you doing today? You too, man. Come on. James, how are you? I'm doing great. Good, good. Um, I ask you this off air. Is Christmas a pagan holiday? Uh, it certainly has pagan traits and uh, customs that we've adopted. I would say it's a Christian holiday with pagan customs. I mean, hundreds of millions of people around the world, of course, Christmas amongst the most sacred days. But is it a pagan holiday? And also, there's a film that I think is already out. It's entitled The Iron Claw about this family of wrestlers in Texas, the Von Ericks, and Kevin, David, Carey, Mike. I actually met one of them. Steve Harms, old radio, excuse me, old, uh, actually did talk radio, old Denver TV sports announcer. Stevie, as a young guy in Texas, worked for Fritz, worked for the Von Ericks, uh, was a referee, quote unquote, for pro wrestling promotions, and understands the story. And now it's getting a tremendous amount of attention. The Iron Claw, mm. about the, the Atkinsons were their real name. His name was Jack Atkinson, and they chose this name, the Von Ericks but about the the Von Erich family. It's really a family story, but whoo, what a story. So mm. we'll do that. And I was shown this unique experiment in uh, in Weld County last week. I'm going to bring the guys on the show to talk about it. So Beautiful. here we go. Yeah, Peter Boyles, Merry Christmas, brother. We'll you see too. you for the final weekend next weekend. Done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a very Merry Christmas. We might have a white Christmas. Blake, let's turn down the bump-out volume and let's go out to a little white Christmas as we close out on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. See you next weekend. Have a great one. Merry Christmas, and may God bless America. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.